You're listening to the Canvas Insider, Episode 17. My name is Chris Powell, and I am the Canvas admin for Western Washington University in Bellingham, Washington, the northwest of the Northwest. My mission is to arm you with information, skills, and perspectives to improve your relationship with Canvas and get you to happy hour sooner. Let's get started. Hello, Canvas Insiders. Now that the school year has, for most of us, officially begun, I wanted to make mention of a couple of items you might want to be considering as you are working from home, no doubt. Now, even though we sign into our institution's Canvas website via a web browser, and that URL is most likely HTTPS, a secure version of the homepage, I'm concerned about what kind of traffic my internet service provider is seeing from my home internet use. While I'm not doing any hacking or other nefarious activities, at least what I'm not willing to admit on here, I really don't want my ISP to be aware of all my activity online as admin of my institution's Canvas LMS. So I bought an annual subscription for a virtual private network. Not that this is a paid advertisement, but I have enjoyed using private internet access for my private, tunneled, encrypted browsing needs. For about 50 bucks a year, I'm able to install the PIA software on five of my devices, home computer, my phone, my tablet, and my other device that I'm not gonna tell you about, that are all protected from prying ISPIs. From an, from an administrator standpoint, the amount of private information we have access to in Canvas is very important to protect, no question about it. And if any higher ups in my administration read an article online or see a LinkedIn post about home web usage being monitored or accessed by third parties and have their predictable freak out about what is going on with access to uh, personal or private student information from home, I can tell them that my web traffic is secured and encrypted with a paid for VPN. Now keep in mind, I'm not talking about a free VPN solution because that is an, an entirely different conversation about the company that is providing that and what kind of security they would have for their uh, service. If it's free, you gotta be uh, cautious about that. If it's paid for, you, know, you get your money's worth. So one of the things I need to do in my Canvas admin work is to refer my clients to online documentation, which is often stored in a bookmark folder on my browser. Over time, that bookmark folder gets chock full of articles to read later, important things to buy later, helpful bits of information to be utilized later, and more. Got a question for you, Canvas Insiders. Does later actually occur for you? If you're like me, that list of bookmarks grows and grows and grows and is never harvested or revisited online. What if we exported our bookmarks on our web browser to a file, bookmarks.html, and stored that file somewhere in our cloud storage space <clears throat> just to have it as an archive or on a USB backup drive somewhere. And then we deleted all of the bookmarks from our web browser. Just go Marie Kondo on it, wipe it all out, thank those bookmarks for their service, and look at our browser devoid of links to web pages for later. Naturally, we all have important sites to visit on a regular basis. Those get put back into the web browser, at least at first. But at least for this new academic year, let's start fresh from a bookmark folder standpoint. So one more thing. I may have mentioned this in a previous Insider episode, but I gotta share it with you again. 
If your institution is using third-party LTIs and your students or teachers or staff only see blank pages within the Canvas course or they get errors when clicking on the navigation menu items, ask if they have any web content blocking extensions or add-ons installed on their particular web browser. One LTI in particular that has rendered its error-filled head for all of us here at Western is a Zoom Pro LTI we have available in all of our courses. A client will email me saying they get a gray screen when they click on the Zoom navigation menu item and they don't see their Zoom meetings, but they don't mention what web browser they use in their email. Eight times out of 10, they're on a Safari web browser. And when I suggest via an email response that they go into Safari extensions, that's command comma for Mac desktops, and go to the privacy tab and uncheck the prevent cross-site tracking box their problem usually goes away. And I get a wonderful email of thanks from that client telling me it worked. Maybe some of your clients are having issues with third-party LTIs and Safari. If they're using Chrome or Firefox and they claim they don't have content blocker extensions like I mentioned before, have them open up a private window in Firefox, for example, or an incognito window in Chrome land and have them sign back into their Canvas instance. It might help fix their situation. So there you have it. I appreciate you listening to episode 17 of the Canvas Insider. If you're inclined, I'd love to have you subscribe to the show on whatever podcast app you're currently rocking. And if you have a free moment, say hi on Twitter. I'm at Canvas Insider. Until next time, always invest in yourself. You're worth it. Thanks for listening.